Hello and welcome to Two Guys One Cup, the show where we review, rate and rank anything that emerges from our cup. I'm Dan and as always with me is Joe who will kick things off. Okay, so as ever, five-star reviews get uh, read out, so uh, here's our next one. It's from Salt and Vinegar, stumbled across this podcast by chance and really enjoyed it. Perfect for background listening or on the on my commute. Now, the thing is with the, the name Salt and Vinegar, it's a good Strong. name, and I think that's a, a topic for the future of, uh, of crisp flavours, quite honestly. Yeah, I mean, had they called themselves Roast Chicken? Yeah, well... Sure. We well we wouldn't have read ambiguous, it out. Would it? No, but that's a bit more ambiguous, isn't it? It's not so, you would, your mind doesn't go straight to crisp. No, and that would be part of my argument. But this mm. week, what we're going to be reviewing? Petrol stations. Petrol stations. Petrol so stations. The, the, the cup does throw up some strange things at times, but the cup is the We cup. are a slave to it, and, and yep. we will go with it. So petrol stations. Hit me with a fact, Joe. Um, well, I can tell you the first petrol station, I think actually maybe in the world, but certainly in the UK, in 1919, mm. in Berkshire is the apparently the very first one. Yeah, it came into general use. Well, put, sorry, roadside pumps in the UK became sort of generally usable in, in 1921. Yeah, so... Uh, is, uh, hundred odd years ago. Yeah, and they, they, they appear, from my research, to be a bit of a dwindling... Yes. Uh, I mean, a little, little fact, another little factoid for you. From the year, well, the year 2000, there was about 13,107 petrol stations. And it is now at around 8,365 in 2022, that is. So I haven't got the current uh, data, but I assume it's probably even lower than it was then. And so I, I, I've I, seen it. You've seen it live. You've seen it happening. Well, you can see there's definitely less petrol stations where I am. But uh, do you think... I mean, a lot of that presumably is because of electric cars, but more recently. Mm, no, I don't think so, because I think electric cars still need to charge. Yeah, but and most so they people still charge use... them at home. Yeah, most people charge them at home. Yeah, but people still need stations, petrol stations. To... Yeah, far, far fewer, because if you've got... If you yeah, have if you have a charger car, at home. Not true. many people have, like, a petrol pump at home. I, I, don't think it, I don't think there's enough electric cars that have uh, been sold to make a significant difference to, oh, to that. Right. I th- I think you're barking up the wrong tree there, my friend. I well, think. it sounds like you've got some facts. Well, no, I don't, but I'm just going to quickly check how <laughs> many. I think there's loads in the UK. I I don't think there's enough that have uh, significantly made much much of a dent. Almost a million stations. So yeah, as as of December 2023, more than 975,000 fully electric cars. That's a lot, a million. It's a lot of cars, but it's not that many. How many cars are there on the road? If you want to go for some uh, interesting facts, How I reckon there's not that many in the UK. Okay, so yeah, it's uh, forty-one point three million. So yeah, so there's a million. And a half, so it's two and a half, two and a half percent. Yeah, so you're spitting in a river and expecting it to make a tidal wave. It's, it's not. Oh, that's a good analogy. Yeah, I'm well, I'm a poet. Mm. Um, but still, yeah, but that's only going one way, isn't it? That that, yeah. million, that million is going to keep increasing. As a yeah, I, I as think a so. Although I think that will change, if I'm honest. But I don't want to get too too much into the politics of things. But I I do fear that electric may not actually be the future. I think it might it may just be the current 
Well, hy- hydrogen's the one that my dad keeps banging on about. Yeah, hydrogen's the big one. Yeah. Which but I again, actually wouldn't say because I've got an electric car. But uh... <laughs> Well, I don't know too much about it, if I'm perfectly honest. So I'm going to kind of keep away from that. But petrol stations, let's start uh, the review process. Oh, yeah. So the biggest, oh, another fact, biggest one is in uh, Cobham in Surrey. 36 oh, really? pumps. 36? 36. So I was thinking my local petrol station, it's a Tesco forecourt. Mm. I think it's got eight. Eight pumps but actually having said that what what, what are you are, are we talking thinking, double-sided well so i'm thinking if you've got two sides right you pull your car up you've got diesel unloaded, no, no no i'm talking left side right side so is that that to use that is that two i'm i'm thinking that's two pumps yeah i agree Not left side, right side is two pumps yeah okay right yeah so this one has yeah i agree and this one has 36 so that's it's obviously got 18 columns yeah so i don't know if that's the right term yeah well it's, i mean it's, it's obviously an important one i assume it's uh... i think it's like on the m25 but then the whole motorway service station things and that like app well i'm, I'm gonna keep it i'm gonna include those in there i guess motorway. Well, the petrol stations yeah they are petrol stations but they are a whole lot more i mean i went to one which was just i couldn't tell you where it was it was crazy mm. it was like um I think we've used this word a lot actually but it's a very hipster one where it had like a, a food market a a really really nice cafe but are you okay so you're talking about a motorway yes that does have a petrol station with it i'm kind of including that as part of the experience so so i don't so okay so if you stop at the motorway you have the service station where you got your burger king and yeah your greg's your Greg's, your WH Smiths, mm. stuff like that, and the little the little um, like fruit machine section. Yeah. Um, but the petrol station's separate to that, and the petrol station that petrol station usually has its own little mini mart. Yeah, I, I mean, separate, it counts. So you want to you want to cut out the uh, service station side of things completely. I well, I do, but then I. Th- I do, but I think service stations and petrol stations do go hand in hand, but they are separate entities. Okay, fine. We're just going to go with the petrol station themselves. But then having said that, I do like a service station. On the uh, it depends on the service station. I find them fascinating places. Um, I do like to look in the eyes of people that are sat there and like, what are you doing today? What, are you, what brings you to this service station because there's a lot of stories to be told i think in a service station i think a lot of sad stories i I think i I think it's everything i think it's sad i think it's happy i think there are drug deals going on i think there's Mm. prostitution i think it's everything absolutely i think they often have travel lodges oh right yeah 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 that's i mean you you can pretend you're (laughs) naivety on this but i'm sure you're actually very well versed (laughs) but um Um, yeah i I just think there's there's so many stories yeah a lot of uh criminal gangs use them because you know they're the perfect place to kind of do something naughty and then you're straight onto the motorway and you're gone Mm, mm, quick get get away yeah, exactly. Um, and you can also buy the little toothbrush things in the machines in the toilet. Are you talking about the, the chewable, uh, little chewable, chewable things? Yeah, I have had them once or twice, <laughs> yeah. just, just out of interest, really. What's I don't know like? why I didn't need it. It's, I quite like chewing things, so mm. that was quite nice in that regard. But it's basically hard plastic that feels like it's coated in old used toothpaste. It's just dry toothpaste, I That's guess. disgusting. And you just chew it. And it has a bit of a minty flavour. And I guess as you chew it, 
it you know it happens to brush against your teeth a bit so that will help it's better than nothing but i wouldn't i wouldn't ever pick it up <laughs> dentists don't recommend it no no i'm no. sure and i reckon if your teeth are slightly weak you're gonna end up losing one or snapping one or something because mm. it's hard plastic it's not soft they do have we in motorway service stations they do have weird things like but the wh smiths always have like camping chairs and neck pillows and yeah there, there is a lot of well i mean camping chairs i'm not sure but neck pillows totally understandable um and obviously it's everything's very expensive in there yeah it's just, i mean that's going to be we're getting we're, we're kind of reviewing service stations here mm, to petrol a, stations, yeah, very but true. the petrol station still has that massive negative of the price of everything water is usually about three pounds fifty it's like you're having well, a laugh doesn't it depend on the petrol station? So if you're going to a petrol station that's um, a supermarket one, then the, well, it depends where. the shop. I think if it's a petrol station that's on a motorway, ignoring the service station, oh, yeah. even those petrol stations still have their own little mm. mini mart. They're well expensive regardless. Mm. Um, but yeah, if it's kind of a Tesco or an Asda one or whatever, they do tend to be better priced, but I still think they... They try and you know mark up a lot of things. Yeah, I think they are slightly more expensive, like five percent more expensive. But if you're buying a a Twix, it's yeah, exactly. Well, they also seem to, particularly the Tesco ones, always seem to have these weird special things you can buy. Like the, it's like they just found it off the back of a trolley, like a thermos flask or Paw Patrol. Oh yeah, they always or... seem to have, they, they love a basket in a petrol station. Yeah, like 5 sunglasses. Yeah, and... I'll tell you something else here. In the slightly bigger petrol stations you find is there's obviously a, there's a product placement where it has a little video. Mm. You know what I mean? And it has like, if you ever go, if you ever go on the, shall we say, cheaper channels on television, you get similar adverts. And they're just like these, they, they have a little television screen and they're just advertise the same advert over and over and the product is underneath mm. and the advert is just it must be like friends and family that are acting in it <laughs> i'm trying to think of a product that they would sell so um, you're not talking about like mass market like mars bars or no no no, no. i'm talking like uh, even certain well, maybe not gasoline but maybe um a certain type of uh windscreen wiper or squidgy or something like that. Oh, do you mean like you know JML? I mean? Yeah, so JML they're like things. They're like infomercials. Yeah, but it's just J the same one over and over and yeah, over. Yeah, it's like JML, isn't it? They've got like the new amazing dish cleaner or like yeah, that kind of crap. Yeah, and it just uh, plays okay, yeah. there constantly and constantly. Yeah, I've got one of those in my local boots, actually. Strangely enough. Yeah, they, they, they do that kind of thing in boots um, too. But some of these things look amazing, actually, that JML produces. Well, anyway. the adverts do kind of tempt you. Yeah, the marketer's dream. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so when I'm sure when I was little, so growing up in the 80s and sort of early 90s, that petrol stations didn't really have these little shops. No, I mean, they've certainly, I would say, early 2000s, late, late 90s. They started to really get big. Yeah, because the and then the the time where I can sort of timestamp it is through Alan Partridge. So there's one in one of his things he's talking about. I think it's when he goes to buy the house, mm. you know, with the extender and the Buck Rogers toilet. Yeah, absolutely. And he says, "Is there a petrol station nearby with a mini mart or something with like a mini?" Yeah, I think a mini mart. Yeah, like, guy's got no idea what he's talking about. He goes, "You know, a little shop where you can buy stuff like Twix or whatever." 
So that presumably was the early days of petrol station shops. I suppose, but it might have just been like, you know, up north type thing. And by up north, I mean you past the Yeah, you mean East Anglia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Norwich, right? Exactly. Um, um, but there's a few things uh, with petrol stations that do uh, irritate me, I'd, right. I'd say, in quite a large way. So one of them is you know, when they close, now, this seems to be rarer, but certainly years ago, they would never, they, the 24 hours one wouldn't ever close, but they would close their doors. What, so you got to go to the guy. So you got to go to the guy oh, and say, yeah. Oh, I'd like to pay for my petrol, but sometimes you need to pick something up. And I've, I've had to do this a few times, um, which is kind of annoying. I have to admit, it's probably really annoying for the guy. Now, slight tangent here, but um, do you remember a show called Experimental? No. It was, do you remember Banzai? Yeah. Channel 4 show. Mm. Same people. So basically, they were kind of making these silly science experiments that weren't really very scientific. Mm. And it was kind of like a gambling show that you and your mates would watch and kind of do. And one of them, which was really funny, was how many individual items you could ask the person to get <laughs> Very good. before yeah. they're like, no, I'm not doing any more. So what that means is you go up to the person and say, I would like some milk. And then he goes all the way around the counter and then goes, get some milk and goes, okay. I was like, oh, can I get some hot chocolate as well, please? Let's <laughs> go back around the counter. Now I couldn't tell you how many it was. And I did try and find it. I couldn't find it anywhere, but that was very funny. And it must actually happen more often than you realize where people do like, I would like a sandwich can I have some crisps? It's, it's not like five things at once. Yeah, especially people who maybe are a bit worse for wear. Yeah. Shall we say, and stumble up there. Yeah, and, absolutely. I mean, it must be horrible working. Oh, there might, certain yeah. ones must be horrendous, like the people that come. But also another, well, this is a bit a plus of petrol stations with the cash point, especially the cash point that doesn't charge you anymore. They used to charge. Yeah, um, that was quite a nice little plus where you could just get cash from a, a petrol station. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't yeah. really matter anymore. It's a very rarely used cash, but there was a, a point for probably for about ten years where that was very useful. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if you get to... a cab home, and say, like, oh, "I've got no cash, mate. Can you stop off?" And they go yeah. to a petrol station. But then, not much worse than you rock up to it and it's out of service. Oh, yeah, that's really yeah. frustrating. Yeah, yeah. But I do like a, a good 24-hour petrol station where you can walk in. Yeah, I, well, I think most of them do that now. I don't remember the last time. I suppose I also don't stay up very late and I don't do anything of, any, <laughs> of interest. So I don't know. Um, but I feel like uh, those days of going to the, the window, um, I'm sure it'll be very popular in certain areas. In certain areas, I'm sure it's always a window regardless of the time, but that's more a result of the area. But there's, um, there's two two near me where one is a window and one is open. Oh, really? Yeah. So the M and S, I think it's attached to a BP. You can go in any time. Mm. But there's a shell, which is a, is is window operated. See, I feel it's the supermarket ones that will always be open, and mm. the and the kind of SO shell, whatever the the, the just the company that just sells stuff. Yeah. They're all also the most expensive ones when it comes to I was to just going to say that. Yeah. Everything else. But um I I mean I I really do you do the self service now on petrol stations? What do you mean? As in 
you you get your petrol and you pay for your petrol outside. You don't oh, talk to a human being. No, I don't. And the reason I don't is because of paranoia. Because when I was at school, there was a well, they installed one of these in the petrol station near near our school, mm. and there were all these horror stories about oh, if you put your card in the machine to do self service, it gets cloned. Oh, really? And they take all your money, and you you basically end up buying petrol for everyone who uses the petrol station all day. So I've always had an irrational fear of that. Oh, happening. that's interesting. So no, I, I, uh, I, I, I do it as often as I can. I mean, normally I would jump at the chance, so I'd not have to speak to anyone. Um, but no, with this one, I, uh, I I don't. But what on that note, what sets us apart from our American cousins is that in America, certainly from my experience it's pretty much they serve you. So you tell them how much you want to put in and someone puts it in for you. Maybe I not mean, so much that, these Is that days. still the case? Well, I haven't been for a while, but certainly... Because I mean, I've, I've been to America a few times and I've rented cars and I've never had someone fill up a petrol for me, ever. Really? Never. Oh, uh, the last time I've I... I've certainly seen I it in films. Yeah, the last time I went, I did. But then really? also, I went in as well and I think you prepay there. I think you say... Oh, you really? go, I think I had to go in and say, I want... Twenty dollars of petrol, and they set it up. You go out, put the thing in. Oh, is that right? And it does twenty dollars. That um, must be due to the area, and there must have been a lot of theft or something. Possibly, yeah. But the whole so, people filling it up for you, I hated it. Yeah, especially in Absolutely America, there's definitely a tipping, it. a tipping thing that you must do. I guess. I mean, I just, I just don't like people, for want of a better word, God, it's going to sound awful, serving me. Yeah, it's embarrassing. Isn't I hate it. Absolutely yeah. hate it. Yeah. Yeah, they like that in America, but I agree. I, I always find it quite uncomfortable. But again, I've never actually experienced it uh, in a petrol station. Mm. But mm. I love it when it's, uh, you know, you, you put your card in, take out, do the petrol, and then you're gone. Oh, Are you not worried about the next person getting free petrol? No, I've got my card. And it tells you, it tells you it's done. So Be not worried that like the machine's cloned it? No, as worried as I am any other cash point. Yeah, but it's not contactless. You have to put your card in, don't no, you? No, but any cash point isn't contactless. Yeah, true. I, I, mean, uh, I, rarely, I rarely use a cash point, actually, now I think about it. Well, but... I mean, it's been a, been a while myself, but no, I, I always do it. It's great. Um, and the other thing, do you know what AdBlue is? Uh, it rings a bell, but I don't. So you've probably seen it every time you go into a petrol station. So as you walk in, there's usually like... Um, like a cupboard, that's not the right word. But as you go in, there's like a, you got your your lighter fluid, car, charcoal. Mm. There's a thing called Add Blue that I always see there, so I thought I'd look it up what it is. Uh, and apparently, it, you meant to put it in your car, particularly if it's diesel, diesel because it converts nitrous oxide oh. into nitrogen H two O, which has got me panicking because I've never ever used it. But more, I used deep. to have a um a leaded car, and, and I you used to put the little red stuff in. Yeah, I had to put that that stuff in to then fill with unleaded and not yeah. make my car blow up or whatever actually yeah. happened. I used to have to do that. That was uh, that was certainly. I, a thing. I think it's sort of similar, but I've never used it in my car. Do you ever get? Um, do you ever go premium? No, the, your, only time, the only time. No, the only time I ever have was when I don't know what it was. Probably a couple of years ago. Now they had the fuel strikes. Oh, you and yeah, no choice. Dry. And I went to a local, it was the motorway, local, it was South really? North, local one. And so I had to go to the motorway, so it was more expensive. And I had to go premium because that's all they had left. And I was paying through my nose. Having said that, it was probably still cheaper than it is today. But Did you um, notice any difference? Did it did it run more premium? 
Because I've never used the premium stuff. No, I mean I couldn't even tell you. No, <laughs> I, I'm not. I, it sounds like a gimmick to me, to be honest. Yeah, agreed. But I've, I've, I don't think I've ever. I mean, they must sell it to people. Yeah, I mean, I mean people must buy it, but I don't think I've ever met anyone that's bought it. No, I guess is it just enth- car enthusiasts? I guess. I guess it must be a, a cleaner, or I think it's meant to actually go further. Than regular petrol. Does it go for? I thought it was just better for your engine, but no, do you think it actually lasts longer? I, I really don't know. I'm just going to start throwing things out there. The more I, <laughs> the more you put me on the spot, and <laughs> start throwing lies at you, I suppose. But, um, yeah, I mean, my, there must be a reason for it. My, um, well, a family member I won't mention who once uh, broke down somewhere because he ran out of petrol. Which is, I mean, I've had that as well, but he had a jerry can in his car. So yeah. he had to he had to walk to his petrol station, but there was a massive queue. Oh. So for petrol, so he basically had to stand in the queue. So as one car went forward, he'd have to walk. Oh, forward. Yeah. There's a car behind him as well. I've done that for a, um, a takeaway drive-through, <laughs> where for some for, I don't know why, but for some reason the the restaurant itself wasn't allowing people in to eat. It might have been because it was late at night, yeah. So they closed it, but we could still go and. And get food, so, so you're just standing there with cars. What's walking into the thing as well? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You, got, you ah. have the whole experience. So hopefully your food wasn't ready in there, else you to go and park up. Yeah, <laughs> section. It's, it's very possible. And you can I, pretend uh, to drive over there with your hands. Yeah, well, I mean, we're doing all the sound effects of driving <laughs> and kneeling down and stuff, so oh, yeah. that was that was good. But yeah, that must have been a strange, uh, strange experience. Do you know how much it costs to apparently to kind of for everything to kind of set up a petrol station? Gone. It's around two million pounds. So that's including buying the land itself. I guess if you think about it, the health and safety around it must be mm-hmm. It must be huge. Immense. I think a lot of it is that you have to have a certain amount of money to cover yourself as well. You just have oh, to have a certain amount of money in the bank. So I think that would be included in that. Oh, right, and then after you've kind of, after you get that two million back, profit starts coming in. Yeah. But Yeah, because I think, I mean... The pop, it's like supermarkets don't make I don't think they make huge margins off their petrol no not at all I think um, although it's getting more and more expensive that's more to the tax but it's more tax um, wholesale, yeah. they make a lot of their money a bit like cinemas where they make most of their money off the, the food mm. that you uh, that you buy and all the other crap and I'll tell you what else is a, a dying part of the petrol station uh, experience is the automated car wash Oh, that's gone, isn't it? I mean, yeah, I haven't done that in I a used, long time. I used to love it with the big brushes. Yeah, it was good fun, knocks. wasn't it? Oh, it was amazing. Absolutely but, amazing. But well, I, I mean, there's no way that those... <laughs> where you can get your car washed by like mm. five human beings mm. and you, you're paying like five pounds. There's no way there isn't something dodgy in the uh, background for that. Uh... Yeah, although if I look at the one near near us here, on a nice day, not obviously every day, especially if it's raining, but it's like 20, 25 quid to have your car washed, and there's a constant stream of cars that are making... Oh, 20, 25 pounds is better. I mean, I've done it where it's like five, six quid. What, it's like, how... your car washed by hand? 
Yeah, just really? by like three or four people. Yeah, and it's like, there's definitely immigration officers, I'm sure, would uh, slave labor want to look into that. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I carried on because I have actual no moral core. Yeah. But I definitely thought of it, which I no. think makes me a worse person because yeah, I have my mind. Car's not going to clean itself, is it? No, <laughs> and you're saying <laughs> I said to them, <laughs> but um, yeah, the other thing with petrol stations is I just late at night, I just the staff really don't care, I don't blame them, it's not their fault. Um, but yeah, you can't really get unless you know exactly what you want, so I, I guess who's going to go in looking for stuff but if you need something and you can't get to a supermarket petrol station is not the greatest place on earth well it depends which one depends yeah i one. suppose some are better than others but yeah because there's an asda one fairly nearby and that's really good the independent ones are probably not much not great they're not anything to shout about i don't think though no and they're so expensive everything yeah. in there is just too much too much for my liking mm. but I don't know. Like petrol stations, they have a. There's a need for them, but they're somewhat um, dying out. And yes, if electrical, electric cars or hydrogen cars really take off, then maybe uh, at least they'll be repurposed. But a lot of them have turned into flats. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's one near us, Apex Corner in Northwest mm. London, which has. So it's a shell, and there's it's a big old site. Yeah. See, and I think they've knocked it down and rebuilt it, but they've got half of it is now uh, petrol pumps, and half of it is electric vehicle charging. Oh, really? Mm, mm. Well, I mean, I've never driven an electric car. I mean, I think it'd be quite fun, but I don't know. I just don't. Uh, I just can't see myself having one. But no, I'm not, I'm not against it. That's for sure. I just think it might be a little bit like diesel, where they say, "Oh, this is everything's amazing," and then they just pull the carpet up from underneath everyone yeah all the, all the tax say, yeah yeah unlucky yeah. diesel's really bad yeah. yeah but you exactly. said it was all right yeah um, i've also yeah. never understood people who drive in london so mm. obviously they're trying to cut down on people driving through central london but having driven in central london a number of times there's no petrol stations where do people fill up you've got to sort of drive out of london yeah that's true that's a good point i really try and avoid driving inside central london oh sorry completely Horrible. completely hate it so yeah. this it's a fair point but i guess yeah people just fill up on the outskirts and because if you live in london why would you have a car yeah fair generally so people are coming into london from out of london so there's no mm. need for those petrol stations mm -hmm. and also they be they just take up too much real estate it would be worth too much money imagine like yeah you, you know, charge through the nose couldn't you motorway prices yeah but can you think about how much you could charge for rent you know, you've yeah. got a petrol station in Green Park. Think about how much that would be worth in uh, flats. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that would be, that'd be your reasons anyway, I would say. But I don't know. But I think it's I think it's time for us to give it a ranking. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to give it a six. A six? I'm going to give it a six. Ooh, that's a very low score. It is a low score. And the reason being that they don't actually contribute that much to my life. Neither here nor there. Petrol well, you need them. You do need them. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not you do. Where are you going to fill up? But, but but for for a petrol car, yes. But actually, they could just be they could just be a, a little thing coming up from the ground. You put them in like I don't. 
I don't really care where Phil Phil McCoy. No, that's true. That is a fair point. But, but I mean, they have they have come to the rescue a couple of times, very late at night. Yeah, uh, for for different things, it's true. I've I've had to buy a few things, but yeah. I'm actually I'm going to go lower than you. I'm going to say a five. Wow. Oh, I thought you were going to edge up a little bit higher. No, I'm going to go a five. One, I don't like ever scoring higher than you. Mm. But two, I just they are useful. They are nice, but I I just don't really like them. Don't like going to them. Yeah. Especially nowadays, I find it annoying. I mean, I don't know about you, but oh, I get irritated having to queue up after do, doing the petrol. Queuing up, and actually, there's a a woman who works in my local Tesco one who she's just always on her phone. So you go there to pay, uh, and you know, you know, they need to activate it before you can actually start. Oh, that's another point we didn't bring up. When... Yeah, and I'm waiting, and she's on her phone. It's, it happens every time she's on her phone. I have to literally start. Like oh. dancing around, waving to get her attention. It does my head. She's just on her phone. Yeah, that is frustrating. Oh, yeah. Do you ever hear it with the tannoys where they tell you to put your phone away and stuff? Yeah, yeah like they yeah they tell people different things. <laughs> they always find that quite funny, but these aren't positives in my view. No, no. So pretty. So, I'd say this is the lowest thing we've ever yeah ever reviewed. Five and a half. Yeah, five and a half. It's not, not very good. great. Not very good. Well, you know, well, for for next time, give us more suggestions, and uh, we will absolutely, as you can see, we will absolutely review anything. And uh, that's at two G one C Pod on X, and uh, let us know what you think. Like and subscribe, of course, and give us a five star review. And if you write it, we'll read it. That's the yep. main thing. But this week, we are going to go a little bit different. Here is I'm going to pick the top ten, Ooh. and I think I've already failed in the fact that it's not really a top ten. It's a top. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go there. And as we all know, I'm a power top. So <laughs> I'm going to go in reverse because I just think it's more interesting looking at this. But these are best-selling toys in the year of the 90s. So basically, um, I'm going to go backwards yeah. from 1999 and do each year. In the UK? It's not really a top 10. Okay. But it's, uh, it's, a, it's a top, a power top. And I'm and is, is this in the UK or? Uh, yes, I think it's the UK. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so we're going to go straight in. 1999, mm. Furby Babies. <sighs> Not really in my wheelhouse. No, you'll see why I've gone backwards, and I think it's because, like a lot of these toys, I know less and less as the years go on and on. <laughs> but I think I know what they look like. They're sort they're of like, like just little furry animals. Yeah, they're just little furry things. What that... do they do? I, I really don't know. I think they speak uh, if you press a button on them, but it, that's pretty much it. It's kind of cutesy. You, you'll notice that cutesy kind of comes into it quite heavily in these mm-hmm. years. But I think we're going to have more discussion the further down this list we go. So, 1998. Furbies. <laughs> Two years running. <laughs> Two years. Well, Furby babies and Furbies. So I think the wow. Furby babies, I'm assuming, are just smaller and cuter or what have you. But they sold 1.8 million in 1998 of Furbies. That sounds like a lot, isn't it? It's quite a lot. This is the UK. This isn't the world. And so 1997, Teletubbies. Well, I mean, it kind of makes sense. What Teletubbies? And just like little... Oh, no, just Teletubbies in in general. Like it was in the toys, the big... Right. ...thing. So I wouldn't be able to tell you the um, specifics, but apparently... um, it, I, although I haven't got a number, it would have done a lot better. Uh, but they'd completely run out of stock. They just oh, really they didn't realize. I think they they said that they could have sold over three million 
if they had to stop. I mean, fair play is still going as well. Is it still going as a new show? I'm not sure if it is. Oh, maybe not as a new show, but it's still, like, it's, so it's what, 25 years old? Yeah. Still getting watched. They got that a number one as well, didn't they? Yes. Uh, was it a Christmas number one? Feels like a Christmas number it one. Feels like it could have been, but it's definitely number one. I mean, but yeah, ten, I think the reason why they did so well in that year, and I kind of remember it, is I mean, I'm going to have to blame the females, but or, like of our age, of like from the ages of I don't know, fourteen to eighteen, they kind of became a bit well for girls cool. It's like an cool, ironic like thing. It. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And it's like, this. I mean, this thing is for babies. It's properly yeah. for babies. There's yeah. no two ways about it. But I think what they did is they, they managed to market it to, to much uh, a much older audience, which obviously uh, helps them in, in quite a big way. But yeah, Teletubbies 1997 mm. was the king. 1996, which I think is our oldest um, toy, which mm. actually it could be in for another... I guess. Boom, yeah, this year, but go on. Oh, okay. No, you throw me off. I was going to say something to do with Thunderbirds. Uh, nope. No, oh, okay. I've got so, that. well, I mean, that, that's my hint for you. I think it's going to have a massive boom year. Well, probably, I didn't check, actually, but probably last year, in fact, it would have had so, a huge boom. Something to do with Mario. No. Nintendo. But you're close, no. Barbie. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. Barbie from 1959 by Mattel. So that's uh, been going Barbie a long, was long time. Biggest selling in 1996. 1996. So I'm not sure what happened, but again, every so often they manage to make things cool again. Mm. Barbie, you know, these things come and go, and so obviously Barbie. Now we're in the stage of it's back, and people love Barbie again. So I imagine they sold a hell of a lot of units this year, and probably to weird adults. Yeah, there'll be a I lot of that. Thoughts. Have you seen the film? No, I, I mean, I hear it's quite good and it's quite fun, but I haven't really got much English. It's just, it's clearly not for me, and I don't want to jump on this bandwagon that everyone loves it kind of thing. So I I, I watched it the first first half, I quite enjoyed, and then I got mm. a little bit tired of it. Yeah, I, I mean, really, I imagine... didn't really get the second half, but I liked it. And now, I didn't play with Barbies when I was little. Mm, um, sure. I'm not sure whether you did or not. But what I did appreciate and did find quite funny was at the beginning, like they've got her in her house. Yeah. And she walks like out of the house and you see her pop in on the other floor. Because it's meant to be that's how kids played with it. They just moved her from one floor to the other. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's Yeah, I'm funny. sure there was lots of like in jokes at that, and I'm sure you were all over it with your excellent knowledge of Barbie. Mm. Or Cindy mm. being the uh was Cindy, Cindy um British? Oh, is or is it just a knockoff? Probably just a knockoff. Yeah. yeah, I suppose so. But uh, that moves us on to 1995. And this one has sold <laughs> apparently over 350 million. I think that might be to date. I'm um, going to go something Game Boy, Nintendo. No, not Nintendo, not Game Boy. Something much, much smaller than everything that we've seen and cheaper. Pokemon based. Nope. Got well, banned that. in schools apparently for Pogs. gambling. Pogs. Oh, what was that? Pogs. Pogs. Yeah. Yep. Pogs. That was it. Uh... That's it. 1995 was the Pog. So I never actually got into Pogs, and I remember people liking them, but yeah, apparently I... they were banned in schools for gambling because it sounds really? like it was a little bit like Top Trumps, where if you won the game, you won the other person's Pog. Yeah, Pogs. I got. I remember getting well into it, but what I remember is you just sort of like put them on the ground and you chucked one pog at another person's and like if they 
flipped over you won theirs or something weird like that. I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, and, and I don't remember ever playing them, but hugely, hugely popular. In, yeah, uh, short term ones. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess it came and went, really. Cause, Very you know, much came and went. 300 million. 350 million, apparently. 350 million. Bloody hell. And apparently, I didn't couldn't work out how much it was worth. But apparently the No Fear Pogs were the rarest, which they think there might only be one set left. Wow. Yeah. Is there that much demand for Pogs still? Well, I mean, there must be be a demand for the uh, collectors. There must be some insane collectors that are probably probably RH that just love them. But uh, monetary value, I just, I don't understand it. We've had this discussion before. This is, it's only valuable because someone is prepared to pay for it. Oh, of course, yeah. I mean, that's the same with anything, really. Isn't it? Like a house yeah, it's true, but uh, I think certain things like, hold their value better than others. And you remember the little Pog character? He's like a little... I, I don't remember Pogs. Like, at all. I remember they were just little discs that had pictures on them, but I hadn't, had nothing to do with the Pog. I'm going to have to look it up now, because I think there's like a plastic disc. You... I think they were mostly cardboard, but then there's like a plastic disc. That you actually oh, used. I thought they were all plastic. I, I kind of imagine them all as all plastic with like a sticker on the middle of them. I'm gonna have to check or like revisit. But I thought they were like thick. Well, that's cardboard. how that's how mm. I pictured them. I'm not no. sure. Oh, fact check mo- that. Mo- moving on to 1994, mm. Go Go Power Rangers. Never got into it. No, nor did I. I mean, no. the theme tune was quite good, and some people, after listening to last <laughs> week's uh, TV Kids theme tunes, although I guess not a cartoon said like the Power Rangers theme tune which was quite good but I never really I didn't I watched um Power Rangers I never hugely got into it I couldn't tell you a character I couldn't even tell you the colors of the uh, Power Rangers I'm talking about the suit without being uh, racially insensitive here mm. um I just I, I I never really got it I found it quite funny the um the obvious dubbing at times you know the awful when, dubbing like they would be in, even though that they were in a suit, you mm. could tell. And by suit, I mean you know their faces and mouths were completely covered. You could tell it wasn't them talking. But what what I didn't get was that. But they seemed to dub all the characters. Uh, I don't think the American like school kids were dubbed because they were like mm-hmm. college kids, weren't they? Well, maybe it just felt really. School. It felt really low budget because like the yeah. explosion stuff were terrible. Yeah, but not in a f- yeah, but not in a funny British way. Just the... yeah, it was very strange. But it was it really was so popular. Yeah, I it, it, we were probably just a little bit too old for it. a couple of years earlier, and I probably would have been well into it. Yeah, I think I I I agree with you there. I mean, I think I would have really enjoyed it a few years earlier, but. I think I was at that point where I was a bit too cool for this. We it falls in a hole where some people our age would love it and some people wouldn't. Yeah, I remember one kid in my year that I can think of called Arfan, and he wasn't the sharpest tool in the box, and that sort of set the benchmark because he he was well into it. Arfan was a fan. Arfan was very much. He was Arfan. <laughs> he wasn't <laughs> from Yorkshire. Um, he was yeah, well into it, and that made me think. Oh, okay. Uh, well, yeah, so. Power Rangers, 1994. So we're on 1993 and something that you've actually already uh, mentioned. So you're a bit ahead of yourself oh. or too late because we're going backwards here. Oh, I guess Game Boy, Super Nintendo. Nope. No, as much as you want it to be a Game Boy. Yeah. It's, not, it's not a Game Boy. <laughs> um, Thunderbirds. 
Tracy ah, Island. Tracy Island, because they be did it on... specific. Isn't that because they made one on Blue Peter? Yeah, the, I remember watching on Blue Peter, and I didn't watch Blue Peter much, and it no. did look quite cool, quite fun. But then why is that the best setting? Because if on Blue Peter they told you how to make it, presumably people thought, actually, it's far too hard to make it, I'm just going to buy it. Yeah, it just they probably sold it and made it look cooler, like it looks really cool on the advert. Cause and I, apparently I'm... it would have won the year before, so it would have won 1992 as well. Mm. But they just didn't have the stock level. They just weren't prepared for it. See, what I don't get about it is, like you, I remember watching it on Blue Peter. Everyone going wild for it. But I don't remember Thunderbirds being that popular. They they came back probably because of that. But I, I used to watch Thunderbirds quite a bit. It was never... I, I felt like it wasn't as huge. Certainly it wasn't as huge as it was originally. But I just think what it was was that island looked so exciting with all the different ships coming out of it. Because especially boys, they liked their action figures. But obviously, the, unlike, say, Barbie, it wasn't so much about dressing up. It was more about, you know, the island looking cool. And then you have spaceships coming out of it and mm. that kind of stuff. And you do all the effects with your mouth. And I think that's basically what happened with the thunderbirds tracy island is they saw that they certainly saw that with the blue peter thing and i reckon there would have been a really cool advert that suddenly came out and captured something yeah it just seems like a weird one for blue peter have done as well yeah well i think it's because it was a very british show mm. and i don't know why they chose to do it then because obviously when was it from 70s maybe 60s. the 60s yeah, yeah it was a very old because there were other ones as well by the same people um, Captain Captain Scarlet, Scarlet, and there's someone that was actually called something Joe, who I've completely forgotten. GI Joe? No, not GI Joe. There was another Joe. Oh, um, Joe ninety. Could be, could be Joe ninety. Yeah. I forget. All the same kind of. It's a funny mix of puppets, but also I don't know if you remember ever watching because I did watch it. Um, but you'd have reality as well. A close up of a so, hand. Yeah. Yeah, you'd have the close-up of hands, which really was quite weird when you look back at it. But also they'd look at something like birds flying, and it mm. was just a shot of like loads of flamingos flying. Like, yeah. I don't know why I, I say flamingos, but I seem to remember that. And like it's without getting too nerdy, like all the color coding was wrong. Like, it just didn't look like it was from the same place in right. any way, shape, yeah. or form. It looked really, really odd. But I don't know, something about it certainly worked. But uh, going, moving on to 1992. Now, this was something I was into. And to be fair, probably still am a little bit. Not as much as I'd actually like to be. Made by Hasbro. And, I'm uh, thinking figures, action figures. Yes. Mask. No, it's too late for Mask. No. No, not Thundercats. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. No, no. These Amen. are actually things that, uh, in reality... So it's not based on a cartoon. It's based on real human beings. Some people would say they were superheroes, but not quite. WWF wrestlers. Oh, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, they were massive. So they all had like a special... I don't think Hasbro make them anymore. They're much more realistic looking now. Mm. But the ones in Hasbro were much... They were much chunkier than they are now. They're like caricatures, aren't they? Yeah, and they had yeah. a special action, if you remember. They so like, could pull them, make their own go like that. Well, it depends which one you had. So, like, I don't know, say the Ultimate Warrior would have something where his arms would go up and down, where another one, his body would swivel. Because, uh, yeah, yeah. like, their finisher was a clothesline. They had all different ones. And 
I I did have a few of these ones. They were great. Do you remember you could get a wrestling ring as well? Yeah, a ring. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, uh, yeah, with, uh, so there was also a, for those that don't know, a rival organization called WCW. Mm. And they used to have their action figures, but they wouldn't move. So they were like in position. Oh, really? And that was that. Yeah. Um, oh, I remember right. those. So they weren't obviously as fun, but you could kind of fling them around. But do you remember the wrestling ring you could get? Get an actual wrestling ring. Yeah. Oh, it's brilliant. So I think this might have been a WCW wrestling ring, but I might be wrong. So correct me if I'm wrong uh, uh, at 2G1C pod. But you'd have, like, for example, you know, the stairs that they would walk up to get into yeah. the ring would have a little spring on it and you could press it and then they would, like, fly up. No, really. Um, and I had a few little things like that. And I remember you could buy, like, a, a steel, steel cage for the special yeah. steel cage matches to put around the ring. So they were, I can see why they were so popular because wrestling around 92, although I don't know how big wrestling is now. I assume it's pretty big, but in it, 92, it was huge. It was it like was, the Hulk Hogan years. Yeah, it was huge, but maybe that's because we were in the midst of it. Yes, but the, I mean, it, it just, I don't, I think you couldn't argue that it was huge mm. because it was, a, it might have even been that year without getting too nerdy. Um, it actually had a pay per view in Wembley. Mm. Um, if if people remember that, um, I think it was SummerSlam. That's when uh, Legion of Doom came out in uh, in gold shoulder pads in uh, the Harley Davidsons, without you know <laughs> revealing how much I do know about wrestling. <laughs> um, but it was massive because Hulk Hogan started getting getting huge films. Yeah, yeah. Suburban Commander. Commander. Yeah, that's that's the yeah. big one. Mister Nanny. He was in Rocky three was it rookie three that was a bit earlier yeah was earlier. yeah but I, again showing um how big it was getting yeah and, kind and of I, getting I, into hollywood i watched a documentary on netflix called something like the toys that we grew oh up toys we like used that. to have or something yeah yeah, yeah one of them was wwf yeah characters and i think the big thing like you said was the whole moving that they yeah. moved and moving that was parts. that was like that was groundbreaking at the time well, it's it, so it, obvious do you remember those adverts though? Like for toys, it's probably still the same now. They just make it. You know, you look at that and you go, "That's basically the best toy I've ever seen." Yeah, it was also the voiceover with the most alpha voice. Yeah, ever. Like, buy this toy. It, yeah, exactly. It's make you. Well, cool. It was probably like Macho Man Randy Savage or someone like that, yeah. someone with a real, <laughs> real, real crazy voice. But yeah, no, I definitely, uh, Definitely like the the wrestlers. That's that's for sure. But like I say, that actually would have been a. It wouldn't have been the WWF wrestlers. Um, it would have actually been Tracy Island. They mm. just didn't have the stock, mm. apparently. Um, but can you guess nineteen ninety one? Well, my default Game Boy. Yes, is it Game Boy? It is the Game Boy. Oh, at long last. So it is there, Game Boy. Apparently, it's. I think altogether, one hundred eighteen point six nine million sold. <sighs> Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, I had one, yeah. and I'm not going to lie, I was obsessed. They were great, weren't they? I never actually owned one. I'm quite a gamer, but I've never been a huge portable gamer, I must oh, say. It and was amazing. Nice little stack with the Game Boy. Apparently, this is one of the rarer things. Different now, but certainly then, this was a big deal. But 46% of the uh, players were women. Mm, and that was certainly a rarer then much there's much more female players now yeah but back, back in those days it was much rarer to find female uh gamers but yeah, yeah. games like tetris i think just anyone could play yeah yeah anyone i mean really. 
what I loved about it was, well, A, just that it was great to play on, but also it wasn't like the the sort of consoles were mm. region-based, so you couldn't play a US game on the UK console. Yeah, that's true. It was universal. And I remember getting one of these dodgy cartridges that had yeah, like, with like 200, 200 games, games on one. Although you soon realize that actually numbers 101 to 200 is just a repeat of the first lot. Yeah, but you, yeah. you still get loads of good games. Yeah, And it's just amazing. I mean, the hours I invested into it. Well, I remember like you could buy the, the light. You yeah. remember that? You yeah, because it, it didn't... So you... It is weird that it didn't light up itself. Yeah, it didn't have a backlight. So you <clears> just... <throat> I remember like borrowing it and like playing it in my parents' car when we were driving somewhere, and it was late at night. <laughs> You're basically playing it in between um, the light, the um, outside lights of the uh, for the road <laughs> that you could see. But do you remember the Nintendo printer? Yeah, it's like a little dot matrix. Had a, like a camera, yeah. and you could do a yeah Head dot matrix print. Yeah, I had a and I had a like a hard carry case for it. Which was oh, basically yeah. like a small briefcase with that in my games. I remember going on holiday thinking I was the absolute bollocks, but I yeah, was like such a knob <laughs> walking around with my Game Boy briefcase. It was great. I remember back in the day they used to have the demos in the like toy shops. Yeah. That you could play, but it would it would wouldn't it restart after about five minutes or something? Yeah, and yeah. you wouldn't hog it. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. I remember getting there was a magazine at the time that I was obsessed with called Total. It was like a Nintendo magazine. Oh yeah, yeah. I absolutely loved it. And they were all over the uh Game Boy and they used to get loads of questions about it. And something just I don't know why it stuck with me, but they were adamant that <clears throat> well, people would always say, Is there gonna be a colour version? Because it was like a weird like green Yeah colour, wasn't it? Yeah, it wasn't it um, wasn't coloured. No. So and they were adamant that there will never ever be a, a color handheld thing. Although there was the Game Gear at the time, they said Nintendo would never ever do one. Yeah, the technology will never exist. And I remember thinking at the time, we probably probably will. Yeah, it's not that groundbreaking. Yeah. Um, so that's a really shit anecdote. <laughs> but there you go. Well, I mean, it, it did happen because yeah. game the Game Boy Color came out and Game Boy Advance. Game and... Boy Advance. Yeah. Do you really get? Um... It's going to sound really stupid now, but do you get handheld devices? Yeah, absolutely. A uh, Switch, I suppose the Switch tech. Yeah, Nintendo is Switch is one. Which is uh, PlayStation just brought out a... Um, it's quite a clever thing. The thing is, you do have to own a PlayStation 5 as well. Hmm. So it's not a cheap thing. But basically what it does is it streams your game from your PlayStation 5 to your portable thing that you can take on the train. Or hey, that's hopefully you can have. you have to have internet, I guess, to do it. And so you can get good quality games on it, but nice. it's, what are you talking about? Investment of just six, seven hundred pounds just on hardware before you're buying the games. Uh, yeah, yeah, you need, yeah. PS Five yeah. and this thing, yeah. which I think is actually quite popular. I've, I've heard people talk about it, and they they do really like it. But uh, yeah, portable game. But I mean, I guess I don't know about you, but I've never been that into them. But I do like little puzzles, but that's all I need for like the train. Mm. So I just had, you know, download the old app here and there, I guess. I mean, I do get the feeling that this could be the subject of a future pod review. Yeah. Well, portable game gaming yeah. or the Game Boy in, in yeah. itself. Well, let's, yeah. see, let's see what the cup throws out. But well, exactly, exactly. But uh, now we're on to our last, uh, last one, which is 1990. Something you have very briefly uh, mentioned. Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles. Yes, there you uh, go. Bang on, bang on. Yeah. By uh, by Playmates Toys, apparently. 
Hmm, and one of the things that was so great about the reason why they loved it so much is because you just had to have a mold of a turtle and all they needed was a different color for the for the headband oh, I see. it's not right. like they had to make loads of different characters which was what was a real issue for a lot of other um, cartoons because yeah. they have to make totally different it's different designs blah 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 you just have the same mold exactly the same and um, you just stick a different color, different different color around the eyes, and on was it just around the eyes? Did There's they like have a, a belt, different as, color well, belt as well? Yeah. Kind of belt, yeah. So I, I, these were very popular, though I remember. Oh, they were I, like hotcakes. I don't think I had them all, but I definitely had Raphael, which we had previously mentioned was my favorite, and yours. Well, he was the coolest. Yeah, I remember my dad went to the US for on business because you couldn't get them here at the time. Oh, yeah, he managed to get like one of the last ones in a Toys R Us over there, and Oof. I mean, it was just is for my birthday. That just, just oh, I bet your dad was popular for that. Oh, it was just amazing. I couldn't yeah. believe it. Like it was like holding gold dust. Yeah, know? I mean, believe it or not, I did actually within the last couple of years, I bought my own um, action figures, but they're not quite the same thing of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because I think mm. they are ninja now. I think they've given up on the whole hero thing. <laughs> And um, they look very realistic now, the ones that I got. They're actually based on, you remember, the the film? The original film. The original film. Yeah. So they look like that. And they look really damn good, I must say. Hmm. But, I mean, I'm one of those people that I put it in a in a cabinet and don't let anyone have fun with them. Oh, I mean, I do I do envy your cabinet. But I imagine, <laughs> I imagine your uh, your child will as well as he grows a little bit older. And he never becomes aware of the, the cabinet whatsoever. <laughs> and he's never allowed near that room. That's that daddy's fun room. <laughs> um, oh, I mean, those last the last couple of years there. Have, have mm. Well, you see why I went backwards. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We don't want to finish on a low. No, exactly. No. Uh, yeah, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles toys and the cartoon it just had everything i mean you know you could buy the truck if you remember the turtle truck yeah, yeah. and uh, you could get all the characters the april o'neill casey jones shredder 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 although krang looking at it actually didn't come around till quite a few years after or what in toy toy form? in toy world yeah quite put a bit harder to make yeah exactly well, it's a double thing isn't it having the the little brain thing and the in the tummy of uh, yeah, because you've got to have it in like brain fluid, don't you? So well, I don't think they put. I don't think they went that deep. Uh, I think they probably did. <laughs> maybe, maybe, but yeah, that was a. You can see why that that sold out everything. Yeah. Teenage Mutant Turtles that was a hit. Oh, huge, huge! Yeah. That was on. I think that was on that Netflix show as well, actually. Yeah, I think you're right. That, yeah. um, the toys, the toys, toys that, that made were, us, toys that made toys us. that made us. That's it. Yeah. I, I um yeah I recommend watching those because they they are quite fun mm. and they have really weird um, stories connected to all of them. I think it, it was either Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles or He Man I forget where the person that kind of created them no it must have been He Man because Teenage Turtles did come from a comic. He Man basically was just invented. It sounds like just on the off where they kind of went into a room to sell a a toy and they just blagged their way. And one of the things they blagged, they said, yeah, and there's a cartoon. And, like, coming out of it, the other guy's like, but there isn't a cartoon. But, yeah, we'll, we'll just sort that out. I think, it was, I think Transformers were similar. I think they had a toy first. And then they just had to work then, around. And then just work backwards, yeah. Well, no, but I think with the He-Man, I don't think they even <laughs> really had the toy. 
They just, wanted to, they just wanted to sell something. <laughs> so they were just like going in and blagging their way. And it's just like, but we want this. It's like, well, this has obviously got that. No problem. And it's, and it's, and it's got goodies. It's got baddies and everything you could possibly want. Oh, very good. So, yeah, yeah. So, so that's the uh, my top 10, even though it's not really a top 10. But I thought that was a, a fun top. Oh, it's for, good. Top, top 10 toys of the 90s. Yeah, exactly. Well. It's not even the top 10 toys of the 90s. It's the top 10 toys of each year of the 90s. That's true. Yeah. The, top, the top toy of each year of the yeah. 90s. It doesn't quite, we're going to have to work a bit harder on hashtagging that for the uh, 2G1C yeah. pod uh, uh, X uh, feed. But, you know, let us know what you think on that uh, 2G1C pod feed. And we will uh, see you next time, I think. Yeah. Cheerio. Take care.